This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Friday, January 14th, and that means this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups episode. We will talk about some of the key names to help out your fantasy squad as we near the turn from week 13 into week 14. And to do this, I'm joined by fellow waiver wire forager, Steve Alexander. Steve, our uh, colleague Jonas Nader is out due to a car. He's out with a car. Today. Yeah. Is that, is I that guess how you say out. it? Yeah, out due to car salesman. Yeah, I don't know. He's he. Oh no, he's not buying car a car. Yeah, he's out yeah. car repair. I think that's just what you'd put on the injury yeah, report, right? Anything else for you to add before we jump into this? We got a lot of names to hit. Well, I was gonna say I I have had a, an incredibly productive day already today. Okay. When you don't go to bed and you stay up all night, stuff happens. Like I've I've written a daily dose today. I've posted yesterday's podcast today. I have taken a child to school. I've emptied the dishwasher. Wow. I've WD 40'd my chair, Matt. You hear that? You don't hear it, do you? Wow. WD 40'd the chair. And I looked up teams that play Friday and Sunday. If you're looking for two game guy to pick up for the rest of the weekend, you, your lineup's already full on Saturday. Like Saturday's slate is incredible. There's so many games. Everybody should have a pretty full roster on Saturday. But if you're looking for a Friday-Sunday guy, the Pistons, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Suns, and the Kings. And Chemezi Matu is a possibility there. Marvin Bagley maybe you can pick up. So, yeah, those are those are the teams you want to look at if you're looking for a two-game draft this weekend. Who who are you, sir? Who Who is this person I'm doing? Because when you – started to say all the things you've done today you're like i wrote my column i took a kid to school i'm thinking well those are kind of things you had you those are like normal responsibilities but then when you get into oiling the chair and extra credit of friday sunday teams you're on it today steve you're not kidding around well i i guess my point is is i usually don't take the kids to school the 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 column is usually written well before we do this podcast and, and I get some sleep in, but I, I've just been a, a busybody uh, all all night, man. Just getting stuff done. In- interestingly, I don't think that's what busybody means, right? Isn't busybody someone who gets into someone else's business? Oh, uh, how about busy bee? Wasn't busy bee the, yes, the bee? Yes, I think from, I think a busy bee. The busy bee from uh, from Best in Show, right? The dog's bee toy. Oh, you're busy bee. I remember that. <laughs> they lost the busy bee. Oh, man. Great stuff. I'm due to rewatch that movie. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned those Friday, Sunday teams because I think none of them are guys that are on our waiver list today. And Jonas, as we said, is out. Check out his column on NBC Sports Edge for some more names. But we've got a list here, Steve, we're going to hit. And I want to start at the top with the uh, struggling Atlanta Hawks who traded Cam Reddish on Thursday, which I think you guys talked about on your Thursday podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked yeah, about well, Cam Yeah, well, so, I mean, obviously that... 
uh, frees up a little bit of a logjam on the Hawks' wing. So Kevin Herter is still only 35% rostered. I think we could see his role more consistent moving forward. And DeAndre Hunter, separate to Cam Reddish somewhat, is back and looked really good. 15 points, one steal, one block, three three-pointers in his 24 minutes of that ugly Hawks loss to the Heat. As I said, the Hawks are a mess, but Hunter is worth a look. 37% rostered because he's a guy who might be floating out there, Steve, uh, on some waiver wires because of how long he was out. I don't think he's a worth a look. I think you pick up DeAndre Hunter and you don't think about it. I really think this helps DeAndre Hunter. And if DeAndre Hunter, whose wrist is now fully healed, he said he couldn't even brush his teeth, Matt, because his wrist was so jacked up. Okay, moving now to the next name on our list. Steve, do you have any thoughts on Amir Coffey? This is a guy who's 34% rostered. His last three games heading into the weekend, 14.7 points, 5.3 rebounds, five dimes per game, 1.7 steals, 3.03s. Granted, one of those big games was against the Hawks, so that's the grain of salt scenario, but he also torched the Nuggets uh, for another good game during this stretch. He's been impressive lately. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he has been really good, and and one of the reasons I've been kind of went all in on him on Twitter the other day and one of the reasons why is they, the Clippers play four games next week and four games the week after that. So it it was all looking like a perfect storm for Coffee. Now, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if you paid attention to that Clippers box score from Thursday night, but that is kindling for a bonfire because everybody was terrible. Coffee was terrible. Marcus Morris hit three out of 14 shots. It's such a bad box score. And, and so coffee's off night on Thursday throws me off a little bit. And maybe he only plays on Saturday between now and the weekend. I believe I dropped him in one league to pick up one of those two game guys for the rest of this week. But I may pick him up again on Monday because I like those back to back four game weeks. I like the fact that they are talking about starting him even when Paul George gets back mm-hmm. and you know, one bad game from a guy who starts for the Clippers, I can live with. And when that bad game is five points, six rebounds, five assists, a steal and a three, if that's your bad game. And to me, the difference maker for him and the reason you pick him up and see what happens is the playmaking, the assists recently. Because so many guys that we look at on the waiver wire are just, you know, oh, he gets some points, some threes, a handful of boards and nothing else. This is a guy who has showing that he can get assists on the waiver wire Sign me up and let's see where it goes from here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I was singing coffee from the mountaintops a couple of days ago, and I really haven't changed my tune on that too much. But they do only play – I want to make sure they only play one game, which is why I would have moved him. Yeah, they play the Spurs on Saturdays, and then they're done for this week. But like I said, after that, it's game on because it's four games, four games. And coffee has been playing well, so I, I like him. Chuma Okiki on Wednesday had 10 points, four rebounds, two steals, one block. He has five steals and two blocks his last two games combined, 26% rostered. What are your thoughts on Okiki's opportunity and schedule coming up, Steve? He goes 4-3-4 the next three weeks. That is nice. Uh, I think he was in the lineup because Wendell Carter Jr. was out. If Wendell Carter Jr. is playing, I don't think you want to mess with Chuma. If Wendell Carter Jr. is out, then you plug him in and play him. And he is ruled out for Friday, by the way, if you're hearing this on Friday. WCJ is. Okay, so you're going to roll with uh, Okiki on Friday, and 
I, I mean, I'm fine. If you're in a deep league and Chuma's on your wire and you don't see anybody, anybody else that grabs your attention, then, then yeah. I mean, I, I like his game, and all he needs is playing time. Devin Vassell is back for the Spurs. 12 points, 5 rebounds, a block, and a triple on Wednesday in, I think, 22 minutes, 25% rostered. Uh, are we back on board the Devin Vassell Express here, Steve, for the ninth time this year? Did Dougie McBuckets play in that game? I don't think I don't think he probably did. I like Vassell a lot. I love his game. He's been starting for the Spurs because McBuckets has been out. If, if McDermott comes back and Vassell goes back to the bench, it's gonna hurt a little bit. And also, the Spurs have been had a bunch of issues. You know, Lonnie Walker was getting mm-hmm. a bunch of run because Derek White was out and and several players. So Vassell he needs the opportunity. Like I've gotten a lot of questions. Like, would you rather have Vassal or coffee right now? And I think that's a valid question. I think if Vassal's in Greg Popovich's starting lineup, I kind of lean Vassell just because I know what he can do. The Spurs go four games uh, the next two weeks. Also, I think it comes down to what is your need and how much risk do you want to take on? Because I think Vassell probably has the sa- slightly safer floor than Coffee, but I think Coffee's best case scenario is better than Vassell's just because of the assists that we've seen. And San Antonio has a huge allotment of guards. They just have a, a full staff. Yeah. I mean, I like Vassell, but again, I think Coffee is more of the boomer bust option between those two. So it depends what you need specifically. And the Spurs play McDermott by the way not on the injury report for Friday uh, I think coming out of the protocols but Vassell and the Spurs play three times in the next four days starting on Friday nice little schedule Pop. you wanted to talk Steve some Portland guys Anthony Simons is currently out due to personal reasons we saw Dennis Smith Jr. show up with a pretty good game we saw Ben McLemore have a pretty good game what are your thoughts on these guards in Portland for the short-term near future well, it's really interesting because I read after I sent you that list of names, I read that Simons may be playing Saturday. And originally, okay, he's in Florida for his grandfather's funeral and condolences. And he was just going to stay in Florida for the weekend. But now it sounds like he might rejoin the team and play on Saturday. If he rejoins the team, I don't think you need to worry about messing with Dennis Smith Jr. Macklemore, on the other hand, has been playing really well and is getting a lot of run because C.J. McCollum's out. But news hit yesterday, I guess, that McCollum is set to join the team in the next six days. So his lung is fully healed, and he's 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 going to be good to go. So I don't know how much of a shutdown risk McCollum is going to be when he comes back, just because of where the Blazers are. But short term, if you want to roll with Ben McLemore, I think it's a good idea. Nasir Little is sitting out there in a ton of leagues right now. He had a, he fills stat sheets with sometimes little baby numbers and sometimes big numbers. But uh, mm-hmm. Portland goes four 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 the next three weeks, and I to me Nasir Little is a must have player. Well, and as for Macklemore, he is not one of the Friday Sunday guys. He plays on Saturday only this weekend, and then again on Monday. So. Maybe you can get a couple more good games out of Macklemore before McCollum's back, but sounds like we're on a short-term deal there as well. I think so. I think so. And also, we talked about the Friday-Sunday guys. The Friday-Sunday teams of Detroit, Warriors, Houston, Phoenix, and Sacramento, two of those teams, be careful picking those guys up because 
Houston and Sacramento only have two games this upcoming week, and Houston goes two games the week after that as well. So if you have Rockets, it's going to be it's going to be a rough ride going forward. And I I meant to include that little bit with my opening Friday Sunday bit, but I forgot. Wait, so what's the Houston schedule coming up? One two game week coming up? No, two two game weeks. Stop. Yeah, they have two two game weeks in a row. Houston goes two two four two over the next four oh, weeks. No. Oh no. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? Two two what are we doing here. Two two four two. They're the only team. They're one of the only teams that plays two games in any of those three weeks. So, Good Lord, Christian Wood, uh, KPJ, anybody, Christian Wood. Well, and, and <laughs> Alperin Shengun, who I've been sitting there waiting to return. He's he's going to play tonight, but then I'm like, do I even? Is it even worth holding on to? Because this two games in three of the next four weeks, you, like you can't do that. So I'm probably going to let him play this weekend and then drop him. You're going to regret that. I think Alperin Shangun's going to go off at the end of the season. But By the way, Shangun 40% rostered, so right on the line of players we do slash or don't talk about. I'm glad you mentioned that name because if he's sitting out there in your waiver wire, that is a premier second-half stash candidate. If you, Especially if you have the luxury of kind of dealing with the clunker here and there, being patient. Shangun is a guy you want on your roster. That's why that's why he's on my roster. And I it's a good it's a good point because I I believe Houston plays Friday and Sunday. So that's one of those teams. If you can pick up Alperin Shangun right now, put him in your lineup for Friday. He's supposed to make his return tonight. And then he plays on Sunday. And then on Monday morning, you can decide if you want to hang on to him for this two-game bonanza that's coming up. I don't know if I can do it. Like it's, it's giving up too many games. And by the time he's done with his two-game festival, he plays two games again because All-Star Weekend happens. And then you're down basically to your league. Week 20 is really the first time he comes back up for air. Um, and, wow. and by then, we're, we're pretty, pretty deep. It's going to be a real test of our resolve. But I'm planning to stay strong here and keep Shangun on my squads. You're not. I can tell. I know I, I want to. I just know I'm not going to be. I, I know I, I don't have the patience to do it. We have more names to hit coming up. First, we're going to take a quick break. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
Subscribe to NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game, fantasy, DFS, and betting. Premium tools are all included in one subscription. At one low price, you can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We have made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence with NBC Sports Edge Plus. Meanwhile, we are gearing up for wildcard weekend and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet has you covered with Sunday night seven. We're giving you a shot to win $1 million twice this weekend. It starts on Saturday by predicting what will happen between the Raiders and Bengals in Cincinnati. Then another 1 million is up for grabs during the Steelers Chiefs matchup Sunday night. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor for more information. Steve, another team on your agenda with some waiver wire candidates was the Memphis Grizzlies, where we have Brandon Clark playing well, albeit rostered at 46% in Yahoo Leagues. And we've also apparently had a John Conchar sighting. What's happening here? Did you did you sleep through the Conchar uh, festival last night? I I mean, I'm aware that I think he had 17 rebounds. Yeah. Is that the festival you speak of? That is the festival of which I speak. I was watching some of that game, actually. Well, it has fluke written all over it, but I think he's at least worth mentioning because he hit six or seven shots, played 30 minutes, three three-pointers, 15 points, 17 boards, nothing else. And, and he really wasn't doing a lot before that, but... Kyle Anderson has not exactly been killing it and Mm -hmm. Dylan Brooks is gone for a while. So maybe, maybe this is the Conchar wake up game. I think Conchar is a guy you at least want to throw on your radar and keep a close eye on because if he does this again in their next game, you have to at least consider giving him a look. And then Brandon Clark, I feel like has just been pretty solid for, a month or two now like he just quietly does okay like he's a perfect uh poster man for our serviceable and intriguing that's title podcast like brandon clark is both serviceable and intriguing thursday night he had 14 points eight boards one assist one block so i mean he's not gonna blow your blow your socks off but he's he plays enough minutes and and plays well enough on most nights that he's he should be on a lot of rosters eight straight double digit games for clark he's has at least one block and seven of his last eight nothing wrong with that and by the way that grizzlies timberwolves game really entertaining game for fantasy purposes i mean obviously you've got the desmond bain jaron jackson jr john morant trio for memphis but like Look at Minnesota. All five guys in their starting lineup are fun fantasy guys. Russell, Edwards, Towns, and then Vanderbilt and Beverly are both <laughs> are both like fun guys to have on fantasy teams. Even Beverly's bad games. Look at this bad game from Beverly. One for nine shooting, 0 for five on threes, one for two from the free throw line. But then he adds in eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks. Like Beverly has... Even when he has a stinker these days, is is doing some things for fantasy teams. You are secretly a lover of Beverly, like you love him, and that's a, that's good. You <laughs> He's know, really grown on me this year. While I was sitting here fiddling around at three o'clock in the morning, Matt, uh, I noticed when I looked at my Twitter feed that Pat Bev was trending. I was like, "What is this? Why is Pat Bev trending on Twitter? What did he do?" And I uh, basically shoved John ja Morant under the basket on a fast break. And then Morant kind of, I don't know what you call it, gave him a forearm shiver or a, a forearm shiver, a yeah. back arm shiver or something. I don't, I don't know. He pushed him and then they got in each other's face. And I think that's why he was trending on Twitter, but 
just made me it made me think of you, Matt. Thanks. You know what? That's not really my favorite part of the Patrick Beverly experience. It's mainly about the numbers for me, just to be totally honest. I know. I know. But it's it, you're right. Because he had a horrible game. He couldn't make a shot. And yet he still put up a decent line. And that's the yeah. sign of a fantasy champion. P.J. Tucker, Steve, quietly is doing some things right now. His last three games include 12.3 points, 8 rebounds, 1.7 steals, and 2.03s. He's 24% rostered. And I'll also mention Caleb Martin, who on Wednesday against the Hawks had 18 points, 10 rebounds, two threes. Another very favorable matchup for both of these guys against Atlanta on Friday. Should add in, though, that Jimmy Butler at last check was questionable for that game. So that would be a domino that changes everything. That would be that would change things if Butler is back. I, I just can't believe that P.J. Tucker is relevant. And it, it speaks to the fact that we've only seen Jimmy Butler like three times all year, right? And I, I feel like you and I were on the avoid Jimmy Butler train this year, just like we were on the avoid Ja Morant train. Yeah, it doesn't always work. We were right about one of those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tucker, two steals in each of his last two games. He's hitting threes. He's rebounding. He's getting some assists. He's scoring points. I get it. As reluctant as I am to say it, he's worth a look right now. And let's see, Miami plays Friday and Saturday. So you get two more games out of PJ this week. Next week, Miami is a 4-3-4. Those all work. But like you said, if Butler comes back, I think PJ Tucker goes away. Meanwhile, Onyeka Kongwu is 14% rostered. Clint Capella is out right now. The Hawks play three times in the next four days, including Friday. So, Akongwu has not really lit it up yet in Capella's absence, but I think there could be good things coming in the next few days. Yeah, I, I rolled the dice on him on Wednesday's DFS slate and passed up on Robin Lopez, and it, it's still I'm still not over it, Matt. But I like Akongwu. He's going to get a lot of chances here to run. I mean, the Hawks are going nowhere, and they might as well let this kid play and get ready for next year. So stop um, it. We're not, we're not there yet. We're no, not there yeah, yet. We're, man, I'm wearing a Hawk sweatshirt. Come on. Give me a break. We're not there it, yet. I mean, it's Steve. from it's from 1982, but it's a Hawk sweatshirt. All right. We're not letting the kids play here yet in Atlanta, but while Capella's out, a Kong was interesting. And I do think it's worth noting that Capella got ruled out on Thursday for the Friday game. So it doesn't seem like he's, really super close just yet moving to thomas bryant who is back now steve he had six points in 11 minutes just 11 minutes on wednesday this is a really crowded situation but bryant is 25 percent rostered and i was just curious i think i know the answer but are you considering him as a stash at all not really roth roth and i spent some time talking about him on thursday and there's just too many guys there it's it's sort of like the hawks front court used to be and and sort of like the Spurs backcourt, there's just a ton of guys. And now you've got him healthy. You've got Montrez Harrell, who's going to get mm-hmm. big minutes. you got your guy, Daniel Gafford, shot-blocking specialist. Only played like 15 minutes the other night, 16 minutes, I think, in his start. You've got Rui Hachimura is back. He's not really a center, but he's a big man. I just don't think there's enough minutes to go around for all those guys. And they're going to kind of – I think baby Thomas Bryant back because that was such a serious injury and surgery that he had and he hadn't played in over a year. So I, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. I'm with you to be honest. I just wanted to get your opinion. I, I have not run to pick him up anywhere. 
I'm willing to accept being wrong on this one if it somehow plays out in his favor because it just feels too crowded there. Yes, I agree. Lamar Stevens of the Cavs is coming off a 23.7 rebound, two steal, one triple game. However, Isaac Okoro is suddenly questionable for Friday with his elbow injury. So it seems like the Lamar Stevens experience could be coming to an end soon. But I think if you're hearing this on Friday, it's worth just checking to see if Okoro doesn't play Friday. We might have another Lamar Stevens uh, extravaganza. Well, and Cleveland plays Friday and Saturday. So there's actually a chance that Stevens could play in both of those. I like what I've seen from him so far, but it's all tied to Okoro not being there. And if Okoro's back, then it's over. A couple Denver Nuggets before we go. They won by 32 against Portland on Thursday. That led to a huge game from Facundo Campazzo. 18 points, 12 dimes, 4 steals, 3 triples. And Steve, I think you wanted to talk about Jeff Green, who showed some things in that game. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. I mean, how much are we... I, I still feel kind of the same way about Campazzo, where he's a little frustrating, but then occasionally goes off, and the overall value is is pretty decent as like a low-end point guard. And Jeff Green is just kind of a guy I don't really pick up, even when I need a streamer. Do you have stronger feelings about him than that? Well, I picked him up because he plays um, their Saturday-Sunday team um, this weekend. So I just wanted an extra game to make sure I win my game this week. And then I'm going to gotcha. cut Jeff Green on Monday without thinking twice about it. Your guy, Compazzo, my ex, ex guy, Compazzo, that was a big game he had. But that Denver game was like 140 to 108. Total yeah. blowout. Everybody played. There was all kinds of stuff, all kinds of shenanigans going on in that game. And Jeff Green couldn't miss. So he was kind of fluky. But I just want a warm body to play two games for me this weekend. And uh, that's one of the guys that I've chosen. Campazzo had combined to go 0 for 10 in the previous two games. So I get it for people if he was on your bench or on waivers when that happened. But I do think when you look at the overall production, points aren't going to be there consistently like they were on Thursday. But steals and dimes are still pretty solid, even when he's struggling shooting. Yeah. And Matt, I think you're ready to, to get out of here. I just wanted to plug Darius Baisley real quick. I picked up Darius Baisley and Lou Dort in a competitive league this morning at like four o'clock when I was dilly dallying around in my office, being a busy body, just making moves, Matt, being a busy bee. And, uh, OKC goes four, two, four, four, the next four weeks. So the next month they play four times, three out four weeks. And basically has been blocking shots and rebounding and playing well again. He he's kind of like, he is a guy that goes in cycles. Like, He'll have a yes. really good, he'll have a two week run and then he'll disappear for two weeks and then he'll be back. Like he just kind of bobs in and out of the picture. Dort to me has been really solid for most of the season and he had a great game in his last one. So I, those are guys I just think that should be rostered everywhere right now. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well if you would. We are here every Monday through Friday during the regular season. We'll be back on Monday. With some more waiver wire pickups, some takeaways from the weekend and the outlook for the upcoming week. In the meantime, check out Jonas's waiver wired column on NBC Sports Edge. Thanks to all of you for listening and for watching live. And Steve, thank you. And uh, go do some more. Go get some more stuff done around your house. There's a lot of day left. I'm about to. I'm about to. Bye, Jonas. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.